At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good morning. Welcome to a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. It's Gil Alexander. Glad you could tune in on this Wednesday morning. Good show today. Josh Towers from Visa to talk baseball with us a little later on. Brady Cannon to talk uh, BMW, the second leg of the FedEx Cup. We'll get his thoughts in studio. Jason Weingarten, uh, let's do some more NL MVP talk. He has broken it down to the last seven days. We've gotten to the point in the season where you can get that granular with it. He has a bet that he wants to make for National League MVP, and it is a triple-digit shot. So let's just leave that there to marinate. Adam Kramer will join us a little later this hour to talk college football as well. Uh, I want to ask him about uh, his favorite week zero picks, uh, week one thoughts, as well as this uh, kooky alliance between the Pac-12, Big, uh, Big Ten, uh, excuse me, Big East, pardon me, uh, and ACC, which will be, uh, well, kooky now. We'll see if he can make sense of it moving forward. Might not get kooky uh, a little later on. Um, and then a tennis pick which we'll obviously have this hour uh, details on that here momentarily. First couple bits of news here before the show starts. Uh, the Rams have traded 
for the Patriots running back Sony Michelle, in case you missed that this morning. Uh, the Rams making the move to shore up their backfield. Sony Michelle comes from the Patriots in exchange for a fifth and sixth round draft pick in 2022, according to uh, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. It effectively, though, could become a fourth rounder. Uh, based on some conditional stuff. So, in essence, it's Sony Michelle for a fourth rounder. has to do with a uh, supplemental pick, and so that's a little complicated to get into. But essentially, it's for a fourth rounder. Um, The Patriots have been shopping Michelle ever since the 2021 NFL draft. And remember, he scored the go-ahead touchdown against the Rams in the Super Bowl. So now Sean McVay gets Sony Michelle. And that was made necessary, of course, by what's happened this offseason to the Rams' backfield. Cam Akers goes down for the season with the torn Achilles. Uh, and then Daryl Henderson, uh, who's expected to be the lead rusher with Akers out, he dinged up his thumb in practices. He is expected to start the season. But just as an insurance policy, the Rams go uh, out and get themselves Sony Michelle, by the way, from a Patriot standpoint, what does that mean in their backfield? Maybe a fantasy note. Damian Harris, James White still as the pass catcher, and I guess it moves J.J. Taylor up the depth chart. So that's one bit of news. Tennis, Serena Williams, uh, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal already pulled out of the men's side of the U.S. Open, which starts this weekend. Serena Williams now, who is still in pursuit of her 24th Grand Slam singles title, uh, which would tie the all-time record of Margaret Courts. Serena Williams... Uh, says on doctor's advice, she needs to uh, have more time to heal her hamstring that she hurt over there at Wimbledon. And so Serena Williams pulls out of the ladies' side of the U.S. Open. She was not going to win this thing anyway, uh, despite her history here at the tournament. Just too crowded of a field to have expected that from Serena. Fifteen ladies, now 14 who currently hold Grand Slam titles competing in this U.S. Open, which is just astonishing uh, to think about. Um, Speaking of tennis, and we will get to the tennis pick here after we talk to Jeff Schwartz, uh, who's going to lead off the show, Jeff Schwartz from the Smarter Than You podcast, Sirius XM. We're going to talk to him because I want to get all his thoughts on preseason, sort of macro things that we can look forward to to, uh, inform bets in week one. Uh, But we're on a 13 one in one roll in tennis or 13 two in one, depending on what book you bet that Jen Brady match at last week. Remember when she was up after the first set and then she pulled out of the of the match. So 13 one and one or 13 two and one. It's one of these sort of epic runs that if you're lucky enough to have them in sports betting, you sort of keep your head down and remain humble about. Uh, and, and it's the added sort of thing here where it's it's in tennis. And so for whatever reason, People, I don't know, they, they want to bet their, their footballs and their baseballs, but uh, I'm here to tell you, the money spends the same. The currency is just as valuable. Um, so anyway, a bunch of tweets yesterday. Let's just run a couple of them here, Jason, if we could, uh, from people who have just been going nuts over these picks, and I appreciate all the feedback. Why so serious? I'm considering only betting tennis after the tear you've been on. Thank you. Hashtag Sasnovich, which was one of our winners yesterday. Hashtag winner. Hashtag tennis picks. Uh, let's just do a couple more here, Jason. Um, this also from from yesterday. Uh, Sharp consultant at Consult Sharp. You kidding me? Two more winners today in tennis. Uh, Alexander's Army, you've ever been this scorching hot with this with tennis wages? Congrats. The hard work and system are paying off for you and those tailing. Uh, we'll run some more tweets, and, and we'll give the pick. We do have one pick today, so I just want to caution again, don't go crazy this week. We will next week. 
Skill Alexander. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. Without further ado, uh, let's bring him in. Offensive lineman who played for the better part of a decade uh, in the National Football League. Host of the, uh, the that host of rather the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. And of course, a serious XM NFL host. Kind enough to join us here on the network time and time again. It is, coincidentally, Jeff Schwartz. How you doing, Jeff? Do we have Jeff? Jeff, by the way, can be followed on Twitter at Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, Schwartz. Um, on the Twitter machine, we'll effort to get Jeff here momentarily. Um, just a couple more of these, uh, just a couple more of these uh, tennis tweets while we're waiting on Jeff here, because I want to get his thoughts on the notion of preseason. Uh, I was floating it yesterday with uh, with Brian McFadden. We reran that from primetime action the other night. Um, essentially, I want to get to the bottom of without a week four in preseason. With that week being replaced by an off week before the regular season, does this sort of send us into a unique, never-seen-before week one betting situation where, yes, I get it, uh, we've seen no preseason before and teams were fine, quote-unquote, starting week one. But that was last year where everybody was in the same boat. Now with this new schedule, you have different teams treating it differently. And so I'm curious uh, what Jeff has to say. Um, here again, some more tweets on the, on the tennis. And again, thank you. All the feedback at beating the boat. Uh, this is... Uh, was this, uh, is it Ronan Diggs? Uh, me waiting for Gil's tennis picks during the first hour tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, well, we'll get through, and we'll get to them in about 15 minutes. Here is Jeff Schwartz from the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. How you doing, Jeff? I am fantastic. I am excited that we have football for real uh, this weekend. Yes, football for real, meaning college football week zero. Have, do you bet that, Jeff? I mean, if I think I can make money, I will. But I'm, I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm a Pac-12 guy, uh, and I love betting on the Pac-12 conference. But I'm not betting on UCLA this weekend. There's too much unknown with uh, with quarterback right now. And Hawaii, I think, can score a bunch of points. And UCLA's defense, I never know. So I'm kind of laying away from the the Bruin game this weekend. You are literally the first person I've heard who's not laying the points with the Bruins. Seriously, like it just seems like everybody's doing that. Um, and so- yeah, I, I'll just say, like, Jordan Thompson-Robinson missed, like, three weeks of practice with an undisclosed injury. Um, I, I, I'm high on UCLA this year. Like, they returned – everyone returned everyone, but they returned older guys or guys that played a lot of football. Um, but I just kind of want to see them play a game before I decide that they're going to be what I hope they can be. I hear you. Um, Jeff, by the way, an Oregon Duck in his collegiate days for those scoring at home. Let me ask you about the National Football League. And and I just mentioned, and I don't know if you heard it or not, but that it's it, obviously a different preseason than we've had before. It goes from four weeks to three weeks. It's a off week instead of week four. In previous seasons, week three was universally the dress rehearsal. And then everybody sort of rested players in week four. And everybody generally, all 32 teams, started um, you know, having that background in week one. Last year, obviously, universally, there was no preseason, so nobody had a chance to start this. This year's a little quirky, man. And I'm, I'm, I think we're missing the biggest point of preseason. I'm curious, you as a former player, what you think about this, which is some teams are handling this one way. 
uh, this preseason. Other teams are handling completely differently. We have we have players, obviously Dak Prescott coming back from an injury. He's not getting any reps. Cowboys are taking him slow. That's one circumstance, and it's understandable why they're doing it. Uh, the Chargers have decided, you know, Justin Herbert's not going to do anything this preseason. Curiously, let's take the New York football Giants, and this is what came up yesterday. Daniel Jones not playing at all. Saquon not playing at all. But Daniel Jones specifically. And I guess what I'm getting at, Jeff, long way of saying, do you think this possibly creates a betting opportunity in week one where we haven't really seen this before, where a team like the Broncos, who has an active quarterback competition, comes into week one against a team like the Giants that has, you know, just by, by design sat their young starting quarterback, might there be a bet there? Well, supposedly he's going to play a half this weekend or Thursday, whatever. I actually think they play the last game of the weekend, Sunday night or something, um, against New England. And great, I, mean, I don't know if Bill's going to play his guys this weekend, but all I know is just about the preseason, right? Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Ron Rivera, you know, all these coaches that have been successful in the NFL for so many years all play their starters, right? The Chiefs played an entire half of starters. And yet these younger coaches that haven't won a lot are resting everyone, right? I mean, who's right in this? I mean, for the older coaches, right? I mean, they, they're playing their – Bruce Arians playing his guys, right? And so I think you're exactly right here. You have a Broncos team, and look – I think overriding, you know, preseason is kind of blah. Like you can't take much away from it, uh, especially if you're winning 30 to three, like the Broncos are. But I do think you're right here. You have a Broncos team that's playing their starters, that looks a little bit tuned up, especially against a Giants offensive line that has not been very good in the preseason. Lots of worries about them, and Daniel Jones, who needs reps. Like, I don't really understand why coaches are so fearful that their players are going to get hurt in the preseason. And there's very rare circumstances where this happens. Like, I would play guys to get work. Like, why did the Giants offensive line not need any reps in their last game? Like, what, what have they done to show you right. they don't need live game reps? Like, to me, it's silly. I mean, I'd play the guys who need work, and the best coaches in the NFL are doing that. They're playing the guys who need work, and they're not complaining about it. They're getting their work in, and there's no surprise that those teams typically over year over year have done a lot of winning. It, it, it's just amazing to me because every former player we talk to has this opinion. It's almost outrage. Like, it's gobsmacked by this. And I don't think the media is making enough of this. And from a betting perspective, I think we can exploit it. Jeff, I think I've heard this correctly from you in, in some different platforms in the offseason. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. You are a believer that it is the – and I don't want to exaggerate this, but, but the sentiment is sort of that the Chiefs getting back a healthy offensive line now makes it them and everybody else. Is that an accurate assessment of how you feel about them? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, I, you know, I just really don't see anyone beating them in the playoffs, the AFC, unless the Chiefs are injured again. I mean, you have an offensive line that is young, but they have mature rookies, right? Creed Humphreys and Trey Smith. Uh, these guys are mature. They've done a great job so far in the preseason. And we've seen Mahomes, when given the time, man, I mean, how are you going to stop this team? The one concern I have is a legitimate number two wide receiver. They don't have that guy yet. Now, could it be Hardman? Uh, we'll see. Could it be Robinson? I know they drafted a kid out of Clemson, but they have high hopes for. So that, that's a concern for me offensively. De- you know, defensively, they just have to be average, and they will be average, right? They've upgraded linebacker. They have, we, we know that Chris Jones and Frank Clark, they have the pieces there for that. I just don't see how a healthy Chiefs offensive line with Mahomes loses many games. Give me a sense of, of a team that you feel like 
or, or team on both sides that you think the, the general consensus is wrong on. In other words, a team that's getting a lot of buzz positively that you, you're not buying into, and then the opposite, a, a team that you think people are sleeping on. Well, I, I think that we've gotten to the point with the Cowboys where people were kind of high on them, and then now it's gone the opposite direction because of hard knocks and because, you know, they rarely hit their win total just because everyone kind of overbets the Cowboys. But let's, let's think about their team right now. Let's say Dak is going to be healthy this year, right? So Dak's going to be healthy. You return a bunch of offensive linemen. You return really two Hall of Fame offensive linemen, right? Teron Smith, Zach Martin. You Average right tackle in Lyle Collins. We know their wide receiving core is very good. And defensively, they can't be any worse, right? I mean, like, they, they can't, and they have a competent defensive coordinator now. Dak is by far the best quarterback in the division. I mean, they're going to end up with 11 or 12 wins if Dak is healthy, of course. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the, the caveat here. Like, I think they're a really good football team. I, I, and maybe I'm, I'm drinking the Kool Aid on this, but. They have a lot of weapons, and they have a quarterback who, when healthy, is still the seventh, eighth, ninth best quarterback, but he's by far the best quarterback in the division. Like I don't think that's even that's even a question. As far as the team people are are, are high on that, I'm not. I mean, I feel like everyone's off the off Pittsburgh. I'll just say this: I, I'm very worried about teams whose quarterbacks are not vaccinated. It's not a not a political stance, but it's a competitive issue stance, right? You know, look, Cam Newton. You know, he left New England, I get it. It was a team function, whatever it was a team thing, whatever it was. But now he's out five days, right? Uh, if, if, if Josh Allen's not vaccinated in Buffalo and he's a close contact, out, out ten days, out five days, out two weeks. But that worries me for teams that, that don't have vaccinated quarterbacks. And so I really like Buffalo this year. But what if Josh Allen has to miss a game because he's a close contact um, and now you lose one game and now you're the – you know, the four seed or three seed, and you have a much tougher road to, to get to the AFC. Because it really is not a team I think that people are too high on that I'm, that I'm really low on. But I think that's a, a real issue with, with uh, if your quarterback is vaccinated or not. Two, two things. One, thank you for saying that because I will tell you just a little look behind the curtain that I have, uh, I have been on shows where off air folks have told me, it's like, oh, I wanted to make the vaccination point, but you know, people go all crazy on it. You're absolutely, it's not a political statement. We're all trying to win bets here. It is just a fact of life that could crop up maybe more than once or twice this year in the NFL. And we all have to be aware of that. It's not a political statement. So thank you for saying that. First of all, the other thing is, can we go back to Hard Knocks for a second? Because, again, I, I love the perspective of a former player on this. So I've watched the first two episodes of Hard Knocks, and I actually said this on the show the other uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, where I was trying to pinpoint, Jeff, what it was about this season that was sort of bothering me. And what I mean by bothering me is why am I not drawn to it? And I came to the conclusion, really, the way I expressed it was, it just feels like more of a country club atmosphere than I'm used to getting from NFL training camps, at least least as portrayed, right? Obviously, they're showing you, uh, they're showing us what they want to. Was there any inkling of that with you when you're watching this, where you're like, this does seem a little soft with the Cowboys? Uh, I think that's what NFL training camp is now. I mean, it's not what it used to be, right? I mean, there's one a day, one day in pads now. Every third or fourth day, you have to have a mandatory off day. Um, if you've noticed, they, they haven't shown any of the offensive alignment. Like, and here's a part of it, too. 
So Hard Knocks is completely different now, right? I mean, go, go back and watch the first year with the Ravens, right, or Rex Ryan's years uh, with the Jets. You got behind the scenes, you got personnel meetings, you got offensive line room who tend to be the, the you know the best players on the team. You got, uh, now you get nothing. You get you, we had one clip yesterday about talking about Isaac, uh, the offensive tackle from from uh, from Mexico, um, and he seems to be a focus of the story. But otherwise, you get no offensive line on camera anymore. We tend to be really good personalities, have a lot of fun. You get no personnel meetings. You, you get no behind the scenes. Like, it is the most bland and basic story now because teams do not allow that access. So I, I really the, the, the feel I get is where's the, where's the inside information? Where, where's the story we're rooting for? Where is, and right. I guess Isaac can be that story, but like where is the the relationships with, with the players? We don't have that right now. Um, and so that's why I think it feels a lot less physical, a lot less country. I think they're trying to portray Mike McCarthy as a fun-loving coach, right, and kind of like, you know, he's doing his own way, and everyone's laughing and having fun. Like, I'm not, I don't think it, it changes what I feel about the Cowboys because, again, if, if Dak is healthy, we saw last year their offense was fine with Dak. It was defense. It was turnovers with Zeke Elliott fumbling too much. Like, they're going to be fine on offense. Uh, I'm not really worried about the physicality. They're just not showing anything. They're not showing one-on-ones. They're not showing team run periods. They're not showing the offensive line much anymore. Like It's just a different show now. Okay. Well, th- I'm glad I had this conver- this exchange with you because I, me taking it in just as a uh, as a mere mortal, not as a former player, I'm just, I am just I was like, oh, I'm fading this team. They look soft. But you're telling me that's kind of league-wide now. So maybe you're, maybe you're right. The culture just has changed uh, you know, universally. Uh, we have a few minutes here. What have you bet so far season long, whether it's futures or season wins, and what yeah. have you bet or are thinking about betting for week one? Well, I, I bet Jacksonville did not make the playoffs uh, the other night. That was, uh, I mean, when Urban Meyer had that look of like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Um, and look, here's, here's a preseason takeaway that I think is important, okay? So, Obviously, you have to you have to judge whether or not ones are playing ones, twos are playing twos, right? I mean, that's very important, right? Yes. But one offense on a two defense, the one offense should win that should win that game. But to me, it's about like process of offense or defense, right? For example, Arizona, okay? Arizona played a lot of their stars against Kansas City, and their offense last year was not very innovative, was not explosive enough, just did not look very good. And guess what they showed against Kansas City? Boring, not explosive. Didn't look, didn't look terribly good again. Like, okay, you, we want you to change your offense. You doesn't look any different. Jacksonville, right? Like, just look disjointed, right? Just look, their offense kind of looked blah. Didn't really match what their personnel. Now, their offensive line didn't play very much in this game. So, we shouldn't look at their offensive line and something like that. But I'm out on Jacksonville. So, I, I no plus for them. It's like minus 300, whatever. Um, I love that comeback player of the year. I bet that the most of any bet. I just, I, I don't know how he doesn't win this if he's, if he's healthy. I mean, America's team, you like Dak Prescott. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna put up a lot of numbers. I mean, that to me feels like um, a win. I, I have Kansas City over. I have Cleveland over. I have uh, Pittsburgh under. Um, I liked the Patriots over, but now the Cam Newton thing, like I kind of, I can't, I guess I can get out of the bet, but that was one of my, that's one that I liked. I like Trey Lance rookie of the year. Um, those are the ones I've done, I've done so far. And nothing week one as of yet? Um, I, I think I took, uh, I don't know if I take any week one. I took, I took a, a college football wager in week one. I took UCLA plus four against LSU. Um, mm. 
But I haven't. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm leaving Georgia too that weekend too. I've got to do some more. But week one, I, Kansas City minus six. Kansas City guy. The, the the first game with Mahomes and Reed of the season, they're averaging like thirty six points. That's something wild like that. I mean, is Cleveland going to score? Going to score twenty eight in Kansas City? I mean, they don't they don't score a lot of points, right? They're a ground control team, play action pass. Like I think Kansas City is going to score a ton of points in that game. I'm leaning Baltimore as well. I actually, you know what, you know what I did take. I took Seattle before the Carson Wentz news. They were getting plus two or three because Frank Reich has been really bad in Week One. He lost like the one, the one. Um, he lost the, the one win Jaguars, the five win Bengals, the four win Chargers. Like he's been really bad in Week One. So I took Seattle already. I'm leaning Kansas City. I'm leaning uh, Baltimore in Week One. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't made a lot of Week One wagers. I mean, we, we, we still got time. Like, we got time. I know it's soon, but yeah, it still feels like it's far away. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you as the podcast at Jeff Schwartz. That's G-E-O-F-F on Twitter. And, of course, a serious XM host. Jeff, looking who, forward. Who do you take week one? Uh, I haven't made a single bet except for Denver. Denver is the only bet I've made. i got to run, Jeff, though. But that's my only All one All right, take so care, far. bud. Jeff Schwartz, everybody, on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Tennis pick next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. With football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Um, so this sort of, again, it sort of gives us a, a little two-pronged thing to talk about here with betting. One, if you ever are fortunate enough to go on a ridiculous heater uh, in any sport, like the, the object is to... A, not chirp about it, because if you've done this long enough, you know it's not always going to be this way. Uh, you can't sustain such a high level uh, for a lengthy period of time. And, and B, in my case, just to, again, sort of talk about, you know, inside baseball on this, um, the sport in which we're doing this, it is a 13-1-1 streak. And by the way, the average bet here is plus 102. This is not like we're betting big favorites. Uh, we're betting some big dogs and really muted favorites. 13-1-1 um, or 13-2-1, again, depending on the Jen Brady grading that you got last week. Um, it's tennis. And so what I struggle with every day when I come in here, just to be quite honest and open about this show, the show has always been transparent, is how you know what's the audience that is interested in making money and what's the audience that as soon as you start talking about tennis, they're like, I'm not interested and it's a fascinating thing to observe. So for those who are interested in making money, um, thank you for having the confidence in me to ride this role. Uh, again, here's a, just a couple more tweets before we get to the pick of the day. Actually, we should probably review uh, that as well. But here's just a couple more tweets. Again, people who have uh, been following who are super, super kind about it. Zach Kurska. Uh, at uh, Zach Kamakurska, right at Gilly Plays, where you warn people not to go too heavy, keep winning. Why should I trust you instead of throwing 20 units down each time? Well, I only told you not to go hard, not to go heavy this week. Last week, I told you go go bananas. Next week, I'm going to tell you go nuts. But this week, in between the biggest run-up tournament to the U.S. Open, the uh, Western and Southern in Cincinnati, and the actual U.S. Open, you you got to go soft because, again, you just don't know the motivation of these players if they fall down a set, if they fall a breakdown or a set and a break, and they just sort of mentally make the assessment, regardless of what the numbers say, they just sort of mentally make the assessment of, you know what, my time is better served now getting prepared, resting for the U.S. Open, which is obviously a slam, instead of, say, Winston-Salem. No offense to the folks of Winston-Salem or on the ladies' side, Chicago and Cincinnati. Uh, and last one, Gil, thanks for the tennis picks. You're like a pastrami sandwich. You're on a roll. I prefer bologna, but okay. Okay, so today, just one play. Well, no, let's show the graphic, uh, Jason, if we would, just to scroll these last before we get to the one play today. Because people are like, 13-1-1. This is all last week. You, you guys will remember these picks. So all the green check marks. By the way, the Jessica Bagula Simona Halep uh, was a withdrawal, so that doesn't have a check mark by it. Uh, then the Jen Brady one, which has both a check and a, and a X, because, again, you don't, I don't know where you had it graded. It was either a, by the way, it shouldn't be a check. It's either a blank or an X is what it should be. My, my bad on that. Because we, we wouldn't have gotten the win either way, but it's either a blank or an X. So then you scroll to the next page, if you would, 
Um, these are just the run of bets we've had. There's Paula Bedosa is a plus 203 dog. There's the one loser, the one, by the way, there's a push there on a total. The one loser was the Jesse Pagula Carolina Pliskova match. And Pagula was up four to one in the first set and break and five love in the second set and then just stopped playing tennis. We might not have any X's on this. Were it not for that, Jill Teichman at the bottom at plus 202. And then the final page here with more green check marks. Teichman at plus 180, uh, 185. And then this week, Martin Kova, plus 121, at plus 102, and a plus 123 yesterday as well. So uh, the pick today, and it's just one. It is on the men's side. It is in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, and the play is on, ready for this? Do-do-do-do-do. Laid it on one, Carlos Alcaraz Garfia. Carlos Alcaraz, I believe it's pronounced, Garfia. That's Garfia, not Garcia. Uh, so you may see it listed under Alcaraz or under Garfia. Got him at minus 109 versus Martin Fuksovic. Um, there was a couple matches today where the numbers indicated uh, to play uh, certain, again, a couple matches. One, Richard Gas- uh, Richard Gasquet was one of them. But he's going up against a guy in, uh, in Daniel Evans who... I think if he regains his form, regardless of what the short-term numbers say, we don't want to mess with that match. But with Carlos Alcaraz, minus 109 versus the veteran Fuksovic, let's back the teenage sensation. Carlos Alcaraz Garfia, your tennis play of the day at minus 109 in Winston-Salem. And don't go crazy. I'll repeat it again this week because you never know what could go down with shenanigans. We'll come back. College football. So much to talk to. Uh, talk about week zero, week one, and this crazy alliance with Adam Kramer. It's next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy and the Visa Pro Football Guide's the perfect way to start. Our Visa experts have the uh, or have one rather major football contest all around Las Vegas and our guide will give insight on against the spread contest as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the Visa NFL Guide today. It's out for only $19.99 or get Visa all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Once again, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Let's talk a little college football. Uh, he wrote a piece uh, at Point Spread Weekly, or I should say actually at VEASAN.com. Pardon me, widely available at VEASAN.com from Adam Kramer. It's called A Better's Guide to Week Zero in College Football. You can follow him on Twitter at Kegs and Eggs. It is Adam Kramer. How you doing, man? Good to talk to you, man. We're getting Ready there. For football. Yes. Let's do it. Before we get to your to some thoughts on games individually, uh, because this is obviously prominent in the news here in the last 24 hours, Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC. They, uh, and it's spearheaded by the Pac-12. They get together. They're making this alliance. And I said yesterday, and I'm, I'm kind of curious what your take is on this. I was like, that's a big, splashy headline. And then if you read about it, you're like, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what I read. What is your spin on this? My spin is that if you've ever been mad at somebody, you take <laughs> action, but you don't really know what action you're taking. <laughs> and great. it feels like that's what the conferences have done here. There's no agreement. This is a handshake. The conference schedules are decided well in advance, and the out-of-conference schedules are decided well in advance. They can't do anything. So it, to me, it really feels like nothing. They're mad at the SEC. The SEC in return, by the way, feels really, really smart. 
I am going to go after you, Adam, but I have no idea what I'm going to do to go after you. That's exactly what it kind of feels like. That's that, I'm, I'm, I was interested in what your take was on that. Uh, week zero, um, before we get to game by game here, you have called this Nebraska-Illinois game, and specifically on the side of Nebraska with Scott Frost, maybe, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, but gleaning from your article, the single most important week zero game certainly that's on the slate and maybe like the most important thing for legacies here and maybe job-wise for Scott Frost in Nebraska. You've got the NCAA circling. You've got 12 wins in three years. You've got a mess at Nebraska. Scott Frost has to win. He has to win big. He doesn't have to win 10 games. He's got to win eight games. He's got to win nine games. If you lose to Illinois, you're competitive with Illinois. This is not what Nebraska fans have signed up for. So you've got your quarterback. It's year three for him. There are no excuses anymore. And you've got an AD now that's new, that has pressure on him to win. I think this is a significant game for them. This is a significant game for uh, Nebraska and their fans. It's um, I'm going to be there. Okay, I'm there with Nebraska fans. They are not happy. They are anxious. They are ready to be mad. And I'm ready to be mad with them if they lose because I'm going to uh, bet Nebraska. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing because the buzz that I have heard from those that I know who are, who are super uh, immersed in college football and who actually know some folks behind the scenes, they, you know, and it's just a couple, it's just a couple people, they really believe Illinois could be epically bad. So this might be just what the doctor ordered for Nebraska and Scott Frost. They could use anything because playing Oklahoma in a few weeks is not going to go well, right? 19 and a half is that spread. They've got three games here that they can help get healthy. But I look back at their season. There are games that they should have won that they've lost. When you look at last year's performance, uh, you know, Adrian Martinez played better. They're, again, I get losing to Ohio State. I get getting blown out by Ohio State. But these are games that if you're Nebraska, you cannot lose. Are we saying now that like the Bolini era looks wonderful compared to what we have here? Because that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like, and he feels like he's Teflon. Right? This isn't the first time that that there's been Nebraska stories. Right? It just feels like. And by the way, on the field, no matter what seems to happen, we tend to throw other coaches under the bus. But we haven't really with Scott Frost. I've even brought it up a couple times on this show the last year or two. So it's fascinating. Do you end up with a bet on this game at all? Yeah, I'm going to play the South. I, I don't feel wonderful about it. I've been back and forth on the total. Again, I'm with Nebraska fans, so I'm, I wouldn't have played the plus, plus seven anyways. That's just not something I'm going to do at a tailgate. Um, but I like the seven. I think Nebraska's a better team. I think Adrian Martinez is by far the most explosive player in this game. I think Illinois still has questions at the skill positions. I think this is a good time to catch them. But again, I've done this with Nebraska, and I've been burned by Nebraska. <laughs> and while we think Scott Frost is Teflon, I don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, we'll get to the other Week Zero games here momentarily. I want to go ahead because we have a break, and I want to squeeze this in before, which is looking ahead to the biggest of all interconference games on the college football schedule this year. And by the way, because the audio dropped out, I want to just clarify for people, uh, Adam said Nebraska laying the points uh, because, God forbid, he'd take the points in a Nebraska tailgate. I believe I have that correct. Correct. Um, so so Georgia-Clemson, which is obviously you know in a different realm than what we were just talking about, Week 1 now, projecting forward, uh, you have some concerns, some legit concerns right now with what's going on with Georgia. You had a lot of really big pieces that may or may not be there. Darnell Washington, the tight end. You've got a secondary piece that's out. Eric Gilbert, who's, I think, a superstar. 
They brought in that tight end from LSU who's going to play wide receiver, has been gone for personal reasons, and it doesn't sound good from what I've heard. I just hope he's okay. They have enough to overcome that, but these are huge forces to what Georgia wants to do. So while I'm not going to change my pick, I've been on Georgia the entire offseason. I have to say the little like, ripples here that it's starting to create heading into a game of this magnitude where there's so much talent, I'm concerned. But still, I'm not I'm not wavering yet. Not yet. Um, w- one thing that you wrote, I don't want to give away the entire article because I, people, I want people to go to vcin.com to read uh, your better's guide to week zero in college football. We'll get to uh, three other games from week zero here momentarily. But one point you made that I was almost like standing up and applauding is your rant, and I think you do this annually, but you'll correct me if I'm wrong on that, about preseason polls, because it does, like, it's it's not some throwaway thing. It matters. It affects everything that happens, you know, down the road when we're deciding who's in the playoff, too. You hate them, and justifiably so. They are great for content. I've done these for years. I've seen people click on them. I, people get mad at them. They share them. They're good for websites. They're good for radio. That's all they're good for, because what they do is they hurt the sport. And this is a sport that decides its playoff with human beings. And when you have a team like UNC or Iowa State that has expectations, maybe that team's not going to be that good. That team is going to fall less or jump farther just based off those results. I have always hated them. They absolutely have an impact on the season, and we need to do away with them. But they are good for content. Yeah, but I feel like it's such a, you know, and we'll go to break here, but I feel like it's such a obvious, simple point that we've made for years and years, and yet I don't feel like you hear that point in mainstream media enough where it's like this entire trajectory of, of a season is clouded by that initial context. And when, oh, they love the clicks. Yeah. Oh, it kills me. <laughs> That's why. Kills me. Well, just boys and girls, as long as we know we're not watching exactly a meritocracy, then we'll be fine. Uh, we'll come back. His other week zero uh, picks. That is from Adam Kramer. That's next, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, CJ. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. As summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000. Let me say that again, VSIN1000. Your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in MLB. Can I interest you in some MLS, perhaps, and more sports from around the globe? And when you register with BetMGM, you also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials for breathtaking goals to colossal home runs. The king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to get back to uh, back up to rather $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Nevada skill Alexander um looking at this Dodgers line again tonight in baseball like that was a perplexing line last night and it's perplexing again I get it, it's against the lefty tonight and the Dodgers historically or recent history have been bad against lefties but they're not epically bad this year against lefties and another muted Dodgers line I don't get I don't get the love for the Padres I just do not get why the market uh, overrates them anyway Brief thoughts said aloud when I meant to keep keep them in my head. As we go back to Adam Kramer here, uh, author of A Better's Guide to Week Zero College Football, writes for VEASAN.com every single week about college football, and we're thrilled to have him. Sorry about the uh, the echo, uh, Adam. I know you're fighting through the echo, so we appreciate the, the power move on your part. Playing hurt. I can do it, man. It's all good. <laughs> all right. You are among the many who like UCLA laying the points against Hawaii in Week Zero this weekend. So I like the under, though, and I, I know there was a typo of 79 and a half uh, in the original story, and everyone was, you know, I, I get it. It's not 79 and a half. It's, it's, you know, it's 10 points under that, and it's come down a bit, what, to 68. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm still good with that. I think these are two teams defensively. You look at the metrics last year, really climbed in terms of their defensive standing. Um, Todd Graham's a pretty good coach. I know the narrative of him leaving programs and everything else. I think for for Hawaii, he does a really good job. And I think Chip Kelly's team, you know, the more I I process them, 
right? We have our off-season teams that we like, and then we have the teams that at the tail end you start to dig into a bit, and you say, you know what? This team's kind of interesting. I think UCLA is one of those teams, and although I'm touting the under, i got to say, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 60-1 to to win the Heisman, Mm. a bit of a long shot, but you look at his game, the way he's developed, Chip Kelly kind of endured the struggles as a young quarterback to what he is now. I think the guy could really, really take off. So I like the under here. And if I am going to play a side, I'm probably going to play UCLA. It's a little scary. I know this is kind of, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but I'm a little chalky. I'm not a chalky <laughs> better per se, but I, I got to say I'm a little chalky in week one. Spoiler alert. Who did you, for those who missed it the, the first time we were talking about this, who did you end up as? I, I get it. He's a long shot Heisman shot. But who did you end up sort of endorsing as the, as the shorter shot bet at this point? Uh, DJ Uyangale. I mean, I, I think he is still um, my guy. You know, he's been my guy all offseason, and I'm enamored with the talent. I like Spencer Rattler. I, I do think it's a little maybe premature with Bryce uh, Young at Alabama, although I think he could be absolutely electric as well. I just think DJ has all the pieces. The one element of DJ, too, you and I have discussed the return of Justin Ross. Mm-hmm. I mean, before this guy got hurt, and he's had a really, you know, this has been a long road back. This guy was, in my opinion, the best receiver in college football. This guy was better than T. Higgins, who was great for them. So I still think DJ, I, I think truly Clemson, Georgia, to me, the, the winner of this game, or both quarterbacks in this game, have an excellent shot to win this award. And with Uingalale, you, you also, it, you know, it's the assessment I'm betting this is, when should you? That market last year was the most volatile thing we've ever seen in really in, in any market, any sport, really. There was nothing more volatile than that between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and obviously Devontae Smith. Kyle Trask was in there uh, as well, Zach Wilson. Uh, it, was, it was fascinating how that bounced back and forth every single week. And so you, we might be able to expect that again this year, but in the case of Uingalale, I think you bet it now before this yes. game against Georgia. And because I don't think you'll, you know, if he, if he just shows out in that game, you may never see that number again. Uh, obviously the hardest game on Clemson's schedule. Uh, one more game from, uh, from week zero this weekend. You have, uh, you've described, and I'll use my word here, I'll paraphrase, the UTEP-New Mexico State game. Not the sexiest of matchups. I think we can all agree on that. But you sort of uh, described it as a referendum on whether or not you're a college football, true college football fan or not. Yeah, look, the first two games of Week Zero and, and, and talking about Nebraska and UCLA, you've got some familiar brands in there. And then you get to the UTEP, New Mexico State, and, of course, Fresno State-UConn, which is a dumpster fire of a football game. But there's a betting line there. So with UTEP and New Mexico State, you know, just doing research, look, you know, you've got teams in here in New Mexico State that lost to Tarleton State last year and had to edge one out against Dixie State, okay? Um I can be quite honest with you. I am not caught up on Dixie State football. And when you look at just what? some of these, not I, I'm sorry. I know I've, I've got my weaknesses, and there there is one of them. Uh, I think UTEP is just better. And the, uh, one of the key things, quite honestly, is you have to figure out exactly when some of these teams played football last. I mean, New Mexico State played in the spring, and while we had our Power Five and Group of Five, a lot of smaller schools' schedules were disrupted or in UConn's instance, removed from football. The one, I guess, positive for that is there's a lot of people back. I'm not going to dive into UTEP's offensive line here. I'm going to say I think New Mexico State is really, really bad, and I'm going to lay nine. I believe it's up to ten now, and uh, I guess it's going to allow me to watch this football game in peace. 
Uh, let's move forward to week one, Adam. Uh, what is the line, what is the betting line that you find the most perplexing when scanning through? I still think, by the way, you don't want my Fresno State opinion over UConn? That oh, game yeah. doesn't move the needle I, for I you? I wanted to leave something for the article, but if you want to talk about that, we can. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought you just were um, <laughs> I, I thought you were just done there. I, You know, BYU-Arizona, right? Like, we, we could move. BYU-Arizona is fascinating to me. Like, when you watched BYU last year, and the number was 11 last time I checked, I've been cycling through uh, week zero bets. You know, Zach Wilson was so, so good. And as a Jets fan, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm walking on clouds, at least right now. So I'm just wondering, you can – I know Arizona has been really, really bad. You've got a new coach. You've got a new – you've got some new leadership. But you do have some options at quarterback. And I thought that 11 was just – a tad aggressive. I, I'd love your opinion on this because you and I kind of like off the wall games. And if that one stood out to you at all, um, you know, not specifically, not specifically. I, I for me, the one that I, I sort of look at and I'm like, hmm, interesting, is the uh, is the UCF game, which I think, by the way, while everybody's got their eye on you know Georgia and Clemson, I think the Boise State UCF game is is fascinating. How that line has sort of crept up on UCF and I'm yes. just I'm just not sure about that. That that's a little interesting to me. I think there might be a bet for me on the Broncos coming. I, I well you, I think we talked about it last week too. I'm I'm in on the under of this game. I think uh you've got two really drastic styles that are going to slow the ball down considerably, especially what UCF has done and defensively I think Boise State's going to be pretty good. So that is interesting. Like the timing of the steam of that is a little interesting mm-hmm. because that number just seems like it's been kind of sitting out there for quite some time. You'd ex- I'd expect that maybe a week from now, like at this point next week for that to happen, but it does seem like all of a sudden it's got some juice. There are, are a lot of games on the, on the calendar next week, like Texas Tech Houston that has a number that I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated by because Houston was a perplexing puzzle for me last year. There's a team with Dana Holgerson that had some talent that in doses, the offense looked great. They had uh, just that schedule was destroyed by COVID. When, when you looked at all the cancellations and the postponements and everything else in Texas tech is a team again, that was up and down and probably more down than up. So there are a handful of spreads that we really need to dive in Purdue, Oregon state. Okay. In terms of, uh, is this, are you excited? This is the kind of Alliance games that you're going to be getting, by the way, Purdue, <laughs> yes. Oregon state oh, way to go big 10. Awesome. Nice job. So great. Uh, but for me, it's kind of interesting because Oregon State was another one of those teams last year that Pac-12 after dark, when that was the only show in town, they were actually pretty fun. They were significantly better. Oregon State is another game and another spread that I think I like a little bit. Uh, Adam, I'll, I'll leave with this. Did, did I ask you my, because I've asked this of all other college football guests on this show, did I ask you my, if you had $100 to bet on a team and, and you couldn't play. I don't think I asked you this. Uh, so no. remove Alabama, remove Ohio State, remove Clemson, uh, take out Oklahoma, and what's the fifth? Who did I forget about? Oh, Georgia. Take those five off the table. All right, I give you, you're making a $100 bet or 1000 whatever your, your unit size is, Adam. Maybe for you it's 10000 I don't know. But whatever your unit size is. But you can't bet on those five teams to win the national championship. You must pick another team. Those five do not win it. I come to you from the future, and I say another team wins it. Who is it? Let me just give you some examples from, from who I've asked already. Kenny White, who uh, was at Kenny White Sports, he said NC State, which was the most surprising of all answers. Um, <laughs> Adam, is, Adam is reacting to I'm that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. 
sorry. I don't mean to be laughing. It's yes. just that was not what I expected. Not, it say. wasn't what I expected either. Uh, Pete Futak. What did Futak say, Jason? Do you remember? Well, it was either Brett McMurphy or Futak said Texas A&M, which sounds like a reasonable answer. Actually, Brett McMurphy said, I'll just take you to dinner because it's going to be one of those five. Um, but I'm curious, what is what is yours? No one picked a Pac-12 team, which I found interesting because that to me would seem like the 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 path, right? In, in sort of a Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron Eastern Conference kind of path. I was asked this in a mailbag uh, about a week ago. Pick a team that hasn't made the playoff, that can make the playoff and win the national championship. And when you actually dive in, it's a really difficult exercise. I, I went down to two teams, okay? One of them was Texas A&M, but since that was been used, uh, I'm going to not use that because that's really boring. Uh, I would go with USC. I, I've been... The more I look at this team, the more I like. I think last year, though, is kind of a difficult assessment because they won a lot of their games, but every one of those games was like live or die. I mean, it was. They were a really exciting watch last year, but here's why. You're giving me 40 to 1. I've got the quarterback in Slovis that I think is going to be really good. They do have a ton of really good skill position talent, even though they've watched a fair amount of it go back and forth through the program. And I think most of all, they play in the right conference. Get me to the playoff, give me a shot. Yeah, they play in the right conference. I think you're right. That's sort of the headline of that play, of that pick right there. Adam, appreciate it, man. Thanks for fighting through. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, guys. Cheers. Adam Kramer at Kegs and Eggs on Twitter. That's where you can follow all of his uh, college football musings and links to all his stuff. Jason Weingarten joins us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali next. Talk baseball. Little NL MVP talk. And he is making a play. He's adding more money to a triple-digit shot to win NL MVP. We'll do that. We'll assess everybody, all the candidates, last week, most recent week in baseball. And, uh, oh, betting, a reflection of the human condition. We'll talk about that next as well. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.